is Lyles, TC, Cheddar Bill. Look at that panel. News of the day on, from Tony. Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes practicing. Wolverine level healing for Mahomes. That's after the line moved wildly. What does Vegas know? And also, MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year. We'll go around the horn, stop, re-around the horn, re-stop, re-re-around the horn. Let's go around that horn. I'm so proud of you. What are you talking about? What is this? Don't worry about it, Flash. You'll be eliminated by then. <laughs> Look at this. Patrick Mahomes today, no boots. Do you see a limp? He participated in a walk around with the team today and then practiced this afternoon. The gambling line for Kansas City Cincinnati has been all over the place the last 72 ish hours. Casey was favored by three at Superbook Sports to start. Moved the other way to Cincinnati. It's now Cincinnati by one. So a question, what does Vegas know, is, is, is a fine question to ask. But, Bill, start me with what you saw from Mahomes today and knowing that he practiced, what does that mean and who should be favored in this matchup? Seeing that video, it's clear he's trying so hard not to limp. He's trying to get out of there without a limp. Mm-hmm. I, and he probably jumped on a cart the minute he got out of the podium area. I think he's hurt. There's no question he's hurt. That, that's what's affecting the line. I think the Bengals have to be favored. All you have to look at is one stat. We, well, we all saw it last weekend, but one stat. He threw the most passes outside the pocket of any NFL quarterback this year. In the second half of Saturday, he threw zero passes outside the pocket. He's a different player without his – as everybody is, but he in particular. He's also the team's second-leading rusher, so they've lost that. This You can't equate how big this loss is. I don't know why is. I just the gave you the algorithm filter when the number you gave was zero. Not, not a lot of algorithm involved in that. Tim Kalashaw, please, go ahead. I was concerned about that background. Let me say this. I've paid attention to betting lines for a long time, including that era when we weren't supposed to be paying attention and talking about betting lines. <laughs> okay. I've never seen a championship game move five and a half points by Wednesday, especially when the injury happened Saturday afternoon. The line came out Sunday night. You know, he'd already been hurt, so I don't understand why everybody got so serious about it. But regardless, I think Kansas City still should be about a three-point favorite. I think people have gone a little nuts over Mm. Cincinnati's win in the snow, and I think the snow actually helped them slow down the Buffalo pass rush. I think Cincinnati still has offensive line problems that will show up, that showed up against the Ravens and will show up this game. And I expect Mahomes to play. And I expect mm. the Chiefs to be favored mm. should, to win the game. Harry really? Lyles Jr. I can't tell you what the spread should be because I don't gamble and I like to invest my money because that's a smart thing to do. <laughs> However, I can tell you this. Uh, just based on that injury, right, we know that at some degree he is injured, right? To me, that works in the Bengals' favor, not just because, yes, he's hurt. Obviously, that's not good for Kansas City, but – It is because of the way Cincinnati plays defense. In the three games that these two teams have played over the last two seasons, Patrick Mahomes has six touchdowns and zero interceptions in the first half. In the second half of those games, he has zero passing touchdowns and two interceptions. That works in the Bengals' favor. They get better in the second half of not just the games against the Kansas City Chiefs, but in general as well as they have the number one red zone defense Mm -hmm. and the second best team in terms of defending uh, points per game. Uh, So to me, this is more just about his injury and the way that the Bengals are playing in this moment than anything else. So if I were to ask you which team's stock 
is higher right now. A man who invests as well as you do, you would say Cincinnati. Kalashow <laughs> would have no idea because he's gambled it all the way before he got there. Gutierrez joined us in this conversation. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go anti-Tim Kalashaw here. Look, the, the, the injury that he has, the high ankle sprain, is a serious injury. We're talking about four, six, maybe eight weeks. There's probably, you know, surgery involved in, in a lot of cases. And the idea that he remains this Superman that can overcome all of these things, I thought we sort of recognized that last AFC playoffs, or last AFC championships, when they said that, hey, the Chiefs' offensive line's not good, and the Bengals went in and beat them, and their defensive line looked great. And the Bengals' defensive front continues to look great. And so the idea that we don't have enough of a sample size on the Bengals, who are in their second consecutive AFC championship as well, I think is, is you know, it's not giving them le- nearly enough credit. So I do believe that, frankly, the, the smart money, or the, the, the betters, I believe, are the ones who are changing that line. Because you're right, Tim, he was injured at that Sunday night when that line was set. But everybody's looking at the Bengals, and I don't think they're overreacting. I think they're reacting properly. They should probably be even, if not favored. Does anybody think there would have been a competitive advantage to have not seen Mahomes all week? Keep him under lock and key, in a boot, in a hyperbaric chamber, whatever, and at least allow for the mystery, Bill Plaschke, going into Sunday? I was stunned they sent him out there for the press conference. They should have sent Chad Henney out. They should have Chad Henney do all the media this week, keep him hidden, keep Mahomes locked, because you don't want, to, then, you don't want the, the Bengals to know anything about this. I'm surprised. He's we don't need to encourage the NFL to hide players from the media during the week. They do a good enough job <laughs> without that. Uh. We'll move on. Tim's funny today. NFL MVP finalists named. You guys ready? Here are the finalists for MVP. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Hurts, and Patrick Mahomes. Let's go around that horn, Harry Lyles Jr. Who you got? I'll tell you what. This is absolutely Patrick Mahomes. What we're not going to do is in the same season at the beginning of the year when we were like, hey, is Tyreek Hill the reason for this man's success? He just had his second best statistical season of his career. We are not going to give him the LeBron James treatment. Give Pat Mahomes the MVP. Let's stop playing around with this, please. Mm-hmm. Is Rue Gutierrez? Yeah, sort of. We're just assigning credit, right? The pie chart of credit. And it feels like Patrick Mahomes gets even more credit given that Tyreek Hill being gone and still tied for the best record in the league and still had, you know, the most touchdowns, I believe, and, and, and had, a, you know, equal interceptions to Jalen Hurts, only 12. So I do believe that Patrick Mahomes feels like the obvious MVP. I do believe, says Gutierrez. Anyone tempted by Jalen Hurts here? Let's see. Bill Plaschke? Yes, Jalen Hurts just had one loss, led, led Eagles to, to the playoffs. Second most rushing touchdowns in the league. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fourth in passer rating. So he's got two great stats. He did it all, Jalen Hurts. You like Jalen Hurts for the award and Tim Kalashaw. The correct answer is Jalen Hurts. Plasky's right. He didn't put much emotion into it, but he had the right answer. He won 14 <laughs> games. Whoa. Who else did that? On top of that, the two games he didn't play, what happened? They lost. What says MVP other than this team can't win without me? That's Lyles, you're shaking your head. No, come back in with Mahomes then. Make another case. Patrick Mahomes is the NFL's Michael Jordan. He's the best player. Just because somebody else has had a nice year and we have enjoyed that and it surprised us does not make him the MVP over the MVP. Mm-hmm. See what happens in Glendale. Coach of the year. Only three finalists. Brian Dayball, Doug Peterson, Kyle Shanahan. So maybe you think there's some snubs on that list. Let's recircumnavigate around the horn here. Who you got is Gutierrez, Coach of the year. 
Yeah, it's tough because I wanted to take Doug Peterson because of what he did with that team. But Kyle Shanahan, I mean, when you look at what this team has been through with three quarterbacks, when you look at the mm. type of the credit that, again, we're talking about giving credit to these people, the, the credit that he deserves, frankly, for that offensive setup and the, and the way they run things. And then, you know, knowing that he's got that defense and still being able to, to run an offense that is still, you know, scoring 30, 40 points a game, I think it's got to be Kyle. Ira Lowes Jr.? See, I am going to go with Doug Peterson just because, to me, he had the biggest haul to pick up coming into the season. Like, it genuinely looked like Urban Meyer not only ruined Trevor Lawrence's career before it could even get started, but it also seemed like he ruined that culture in Jacksonville. So, to me, for a team that started off 3-7, and seven, he got them to 9-8 and eight into the postseason and won a game. I got to give it to Doug Peterson. Tim Kalisha, Coach of the Year. I think Peterson's a worthy candidate for what he did, but that's an easy division. Shanahan's team hasn't lost in three months, and he just went to a conference championship game with the 262nd pick in the draft at quarterback. Nobody else can do Bill that. Go Plasky. Brian Dable got there with Daniel Jones. Are you kidding me? And he did it in New York under the microscope of the New York Giants. All the history there, as bad as they've been. He turned Barkley around. Oh, but he changed the culture. Dayball, he's got to win. Under the microscope of the New York. And you're talking about Isola. All right, all right. Dayball got there with Isola over his shadow. How does he do it? Steve Serby, what are we talking here? Nick Sirianni. No one gets a, a vote for Nick Sirianni here and what he did. Okay, all right, we'll see. Got a nice year. He knows what he's doing. I believe he told somebody that yeah, on the, the sideline. <laughs> Love that. We'll move on. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Here are the finalists. Kenneth Walker III, Garrett Wilson, and Brock Purdy. Purdy getting there with only six regular season games. One more time. Who you got, Tim Kalashaw? You know, if we could count these playoff games, we would go with Brock Purdy, but I don't think he played enough. Garrett Wilson played with, it seemed like, four or five different quarterbacks Mm -hmm. for the Jets this year, and he kept doing the job. All year, I'm going with Garrett Wilson. Bill Plaschke. Brock Purdy saved a season, Tim. He came, in, came out of nowhere, undefeated, led him into the playoffs. I know he didn't play a full season, but he had the impact of a full season. He changed the season. He saved the season. Brock Purdy's the rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. This is Rui Gutierrez. Garrett Wilson, again, played all 17 games. He was a security blanket for multiple different quarterbacks and sort of was the offensive highlight, if you will, for that team for a good story for the first half of the season. I got to take Garrett Wilson, but you can't not sort of recognize what Brock Purdy as the final pick in the draft, taking over at probably the most difficult position on this loaded team to be a finalist just after five regular season games is quite, quite the... Harry Jr., yeah, there's not quite enough games there for Brock Purdy for me to go with him. For me, it's Garrett Wilson because even with Zach Wilson, one of the quarterbacks, many quarterbacks that we're talking about, he has had or caught passes from. People have talked about him possibly not even getting another chance because he was so bad. The fact that he still had 1,100 yards and four touchdowns as a rookie on this Jets team that it has been honestly hard to be a good player on at any position, I think it's got to be him. Only three finalists for that position, too. No Olave. Um... But you've got Wilson, Wilson. No one had Walker. Okay. All right. Just picking up what you're putting down Walker, here. Walker was good. Oh, I'm glad Tim Kalashaw thinks Walker was good. Yeah. The, the man who yeah, made a, the, nice the playoff run for Seattle. Buy or sell on the other side. Very passionate. <laughs> Demanding passion. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose. Buy or sell, and we start with the Baseball Hall of Fame. One and only one player joining Fred McGriff and getting in. Scott Rowland. Not in everybody else. Todd Helton falling 11 votes shy. Billy Wagner, Andrew Jones, and below them, the usual suspects, Sheffield, Beltran, Manny Ramirez, A-Rod, Bonds, Clemens, McGuire already off ballot. Here's the great video of Rowland and his parents. That was wonderful. So on his election and the statements voters are making with each and every vote every year and one or two player classes. Bill Klaschke, around the horn to you. I think Scott Rowland is the first analytics-based Hall of Famer. Six years ago, he was on the ballot. He got 10% of the votes because people weren't looking at it that closely. Then they realized he has the fifth best wins over replacement for third baseman in history. That's what got him in. That's the way the trend is going. It's unfortunately for Manny Ramirez and Sheffield and A-Rod, there's still steroids as a no-go. Tim Kalashaw. You know, I, I don't want to rain on his parade here, but if, if the baseball writers have a problem, if you're not going to vote for Bonds and Clemens, which they didn't, and you're not going to vote for A-Rod, Manny, and Sheffield, then you're going down a level. And Scott Rowland's down a level from those players. He finished in the top 10 MVP voting one time in a 17-year career. He's a really good player. He's a borderline Hall of Famer. Harold Alves Jr. As somebody that grew up watching Scott Rowland, it sort of made sense to me. I hadn't really considered Bill's point of view from it, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, but to me, I think it probably feels a little bit underwhelming because you've got a player like Adrian Beltre that's going to be in next year. But it's just hard for me to take the Hall of Fame seriously at this point. Another person that was on their sixth year on the ballot was Andrew Jones. How do you not have the best defensive center fielder in baseball history in the Hall of Fame? Mm. I just can't, I can't take it seriously. Atlanta and Harry coming out right there. And Israel Gutierrez, how about you? Yeah, I think it hurts just making the comparisons with those other players because having watched Scott Rowland, it's not just the offense, the defense, the guy was ridiculous. And so you, you look at him and you say, yeah, borderline Hall of Famer? Okay, if he got in, fine. I think the damage is, you know, comparing him with those names that aren't in for other reasons. And for those other folks who say, hey, uh, my life will be complete, my life will be fine without the Hall of Fame. I mean, you look at that reaction video in the Scott and the Rowland family, I mean, it obviously means a lot to them. So there is a lot of value to that. Obviously. That was really sweet. Anybody notice what Harry Lyle's trying to do there? Growing up watching Scott Rowland, everybody grew up in some level 
watching Scott Rowland. It just was a different uh, aging. <laughs> I was a grown-up when I watched up. Scott Rowland. I was not. We'll move on. <laughs> Buy or sell to a stat you didn't even know existed. The only player to score 40 points against every NBA team. LeBron James completing that when he did it last night. 46 versus the Clippers. Perhaps more importantly, he's now 178 points from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. This is sneaking up on us. Tim Kalashow, what does it mean to score 40 against every team in our league? Uh, mainly it means you had to change teams. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to do it. Somebody like Dirk Nowitzki couldn't do mm. it because he played 21 years in Dallas. Mm. It's nice. So he scores hard. a lot of points against a lot of teams. He plays. He's played forever. It's another thing for LeBron. Great. Happy for him. Mm-hmm. Spicy Tim Kalashow. Harry Lyles Jr., well, you know, as somebody that grew up watching LeBron James, like, my first thought with this was shock because if you told me there was one more team that he did not score 40 points against, I would not have guessed the Clippers because I would have thought he would have done that 10 or 15 years ago. Uh, so that was honestly my biggest takeaway from this, but it's honestly cool to just see LeBron and, and sort of him owning this moment as he gets closer to Kareem. Israel Gutierrez. I mean, he's just cementing himself as the best NBA career of all time. And even if he said to himself, hey, like, I've got to score 40 against the Clippers. It's the one team I didn't score 40 against. And the fact that he can just come out and do it at this age is, is amazing. And so, yeah, I didn't think this uh, Kareem record, you know, 20 years ago when Harry was growing up, I didn't think it was breakable. <laughs> and now it's like yeah. it's shocking that it is. And he's going to play several it's years. It's shocking. It's like two weeks away. You know, I mean, I, I get it. It's, it's an inevitable thing. But this is going to be a big deal. Bill Plaschke, how about you? I saw Cal Ripken chasing Lou Gehrig. He was wiped out at the end. Pete Rose chasing Ty Cobb. He was wiped out at the end. LeBron's even stronger. He, he, he said his personal best for nine three-pointers yesterday. Who does that on the verge of breaking this all-time scoring record? And Cal Shaw, I'm sorry you were so down on LeBron. Uh, I guess Brad Davis didn't. didn't down on him. Makes it's I mean, it's, it, of all the statistics, 40 against every team is a little. I was surprised. Harden is next on that list. He's missing one team, and Durant's missing three teams. Although, of the three teams Durant's missing, he did it against them in the playoffs. Two of them, at least. We'll move on. A tweak to NBA All-Star, the captains. Oh, captains, my captains, right? Tim Kalashaw. Who will find out tomorrow, LeBron, Giannis, or Durant, won't be picking the teams anymore a week before on TV. They'll be picking the rosters live on the night of the game. Harry, buy or sell that. I'm buying this one because we've turned this into a pickup game, which it should be. But the other part of this, too, is if there's any beef in terms of the picking process, we immediately get to settle this on the floor instead of on Twitter. And to me, that's the best part of this. Ms. Gutierrez. I mean, I don't know. I'd still need to see it, to be honest, because there needs to be drama there, right? And with the TV shows that we've had previously where they picked the teams, that was a little bit of drama. That was some fun there. We talked about it on this show. So I'm not sure if it's going to be great, if it's going to be end-the-moment drama, or if it's just going to be, hey, look at those two teams. Now let's Bill go. Plaschke. I've been pushing this for five years. They need to take it a step further. They need to pick the players on the court a half hour before the game like they're on a playground. You, I take you, I take you, I take you. Do everything but shirts and skins. That would make it perfect. It's not even just I pick you. It's I don't pick you. That's what we want to see. Tim Callis, how about you? Let's find a way to make a bad All-Star game even worse. Let's make sure there's no build-up to the game whatsoever because nobody knows who's on whose team. You can't even use your imagination to say, I think this team, I want to be for this team. How do you even bet on this game? It's a silly thing. Let your soul stand cool and composed before a million universes. uh, Yeah, do that. 
another Walt Whitman reference. Set it up. I'm I'm really enjoying myself today. Lyles Gutierrez Showdown next. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Harry Lyles, this is Gutierrez, good luck in showdown. The heat between the Bills and Bengals, you know about Eli Apple biting into Diggs and Allen. Here's Bills GM Brandon Bean getting involved. I don't want to suck bad enough to have to get Jamar Chase. you got to go through some lean years to do, to do that. Hmm? Harry, fair or foul? I thought it was fair. The question made sense. The answer made sense. But I did think it was funny the way that he mentioned paying Stefan Diggs. If you didn't want to do that, you could have not traded for him in the pick that you got. You'd be paying Justin Jefferson on a rookie contract. Yeah, I mean, he's the GM for the Bills. He is not the Buffalo Bills. If he were to perform that poorly as a GM, he might not be making that pick for that top wide receiver or that top running back anyway. So, yeah. That is a very true point as well, Israel. That's a fair Question and a fair answer. We'll move on. Showdown two. This video of Patrick Reed tossing a tee towards Rory, which came after Rory kind of snubbed Reed. Harry, you here for a Rory Reed beef? No. When I heard about this beef, I was like, oh, this sounds legit. And then I learned it was really just plain sort of like pork tenderloin. That toss wasn't really that much shade. I was expecting him to like chuck it at him. It was like a toss as if he was giving him a tee to use. No, I'm not Mm -hmm. for it. Tony, if you ever sued me for defamation, and trust me, I'm not going to walk up to you and try to shake your hand. I don't know what world Patrick Reed is living in that he expected a hug from Roy McElroy, but I love the beef. I love it. Mm-hmm. Not a lot here. Point to Harry Lyles Jr. Showdown three. Check this out. There's a lot here. Kyle Kuzma's fit before the game last night. Technicolor dream cardigan and the matching knit mask. So you're going to grade the look. But remember, this is Kyle Kuzma, so you're going to compare it to the extra-long sweater from last year. Go ahead, Is. I'm going to take the current one. As somebody who has been trying to be recognized by my own torso instead of my face, I love the first look. You get to see what you get to see. <laughs> I didn't follow you there until a second. Okay, go ahead, Harry Lyle. It is good that he's able to show off the physique, but to me, the pink outfit is more versatile. You get to wear it out, and then you could also clearly wear that at home and lay on the couch and watch television with how thing, that thing looks like a blanket, basically. Mm-hmm. Israel Gutierrez, 30 seconds of FaceTime. Thank you. Trust me on the fashion tips here. Um, 
Want to talk about another Fordham alum, not Tony Reale, but Smush Parker, who is going to be an NBA referee. And for those people who think, hey, what's the big deal? He was an NBA player. Why do you want this accomplishment to be celebrated? Well, there are less NBA referees any given year than there are NBA players. There's about 870 to 80 NBA referees. There's anywhere between 400 and 500 NBA players on a given year. So it is quite the accomplishment, not just to graduate from Fordham, but to play in the NBA and then be a referee. So shouts to Smush Parker. Just don't be terrible at it. Ah, love me. Smush Parker's a ref. Is that real? Is this That's real. That's real. Are you kidding me? That'd be amazing. We'll see you tomorrow. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.